I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I hope you feel the same way this evening. Uh, thank you for joining us on this 24th day of September. You are listening to Sunday Morning Live on a Thursday from Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And you are inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. You know, there's no better place to be than in the word of God. Our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Acts of the Holy Ghost on Thursdays at 9 p.m. You know, somebody's uh, making their way to, to, uh, to lay down for the evening after a, a, a long day. Um, others are uh, in the bed already, might just be tossing and turning, uh, but have tuned in. And then there are those that are uh, waking up and some are in the middle of their day. I thank God for each of you. And my prayer is certainly that you would be blessed by what is said, uh, whether you're listening to this live uh, to, on this Thursday evening or whatever time it is where you're located at. And certainly praying that those that will uh, listen later on uh, as they tune in, that something is said that they would be blessed. Uh, listen, uh, we believe the Bible is the word of God. I, I know I certainly do. This is not a cliche or anything made up, but we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way, the best way. There is no plan B. It's only God's plan. And so the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus name. Now, uh, tonight, just not going to be long and, and never endeavor to be long, but, you know, want want to get the, the word out, want to talk about the goodness of God, because certainly he is good. The Bible said that those that feared the Lord often spoke one to another and a book of remembrance was written. Certainly, I want my deeds and what I say to be, be remembered by the Lord. And I believe you do, too. And so we're talking about the, the goodness of God this evening. And as a talking point, uh, anticipation, anticipation is making me wait. Anticipation is making me wait. And you know, to be anticipation means there's an expected expectation, uh, hope, uh, you're eager. You know, back in the day, I remember hearing uh, this phrase, and maybe you heard it too, uh, that I'm on pins and needles, or I'm holding my breath. You know, just filled with excitement because you are expecting, you have hope. You know, you're on the edge of a breakthrough. You know, whatever that breakthrough was, it might have just been a gift that you were anticipating. It might have been a present of some type. You know, just something that you were looking forward to. And so you just were were so excited about that. And I believe we should be the same way about the Lord. I know I am. I, I'm excited about the Lord. And it doesn't mean that, that your day, that you don't have bad hair days. It don't mean that you're not faced with situations and, you know, things that could make you frown, that could, uh, you know, just impact you emotionally, mentally, it can be very taxing on you. But at the same time, you still have expectation. You still have hope and you're still eager about the Lord. The Bible tells us in Acts, the 10th chapter, if you've been following along, if you have not, listen, you can go to ConnectingTruth.org, ConnectingTruth.org, that's a website, and there on the bottom of the page there, it says God on Demand. If you click that, it'll take you to the archive of the messages. Everything is archived, and so you can uh, go back and visit 
the other teachings that have gone on up to this, uh, to where we are uh, in chapter 10, starting at the uh, 21st verse. Um, and, you know, there's a lot there that uh, you can listen to, and, and I'm sure that your soul will be fed. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about feeding the soul. We, we've had some beans and rice, uh, some cornbread, some ribs, uh, you know, whatever salmon, salad, you know, whatever your pleasure was that you had, or maybe it was just a bowl of oatmeal. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I like breakfast food for, for dinner myself. But, uh, you know, just uh, something, I'm sure there's something there that will satisfy you and what you're looking for from the word of God. Uh, you know, so uh, in the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, verse 21, beginning at verse 21, it says, Then Peter went down uh, to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause therefore uh, ye are come? Now, these are the servants that, and the soldier that Cornelius, an honorable man, had sent uh, to Peter's location. He was looking for Peter because of the uh, dream, because of the vision that he had. Uh, the Bible tells us that there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band of the Italian band, called the Italian band, which means he had a number of soldiers under him. He was a captain. And so he was devout and one that feared the Lord and all his house and gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. And he saw a vision, uh, evidently about the ninth hour of the day and the angel of the Lord coming into him, saying unto him, Cornelius, uh, uh, and when he looked, on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thy arms have come up for a memorial before God. And so these servants, uh, they said, Cornelius, they're reiterating uh, information to Peter. They said, uh, Cornelius, the saturate, a just man, one that feared God and of good report among all the nations of the Jews was warned by God, uh, an angel, uh, a holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee, go and get Peter, go and get Peter and have Peter to come back here. And so Cornelius was obedient to the vision that, was, that he had and sent the, the represent, representative, the soldiers and the uh, servants to go and get Peter. Now, uh, re-emphasizing here, because the Bible said that uh, he was a just man, one that feared God, and he was credible. He had a good report, uh, not just among his peers, but he even had a good report among the Jews. And so he was conscious of his character. And we all need to be conscious of our character and those that are around us, you know, not flying off at the handle and, you know, and making excuses. No, we can... Uh, we can learn to discipline ourselves just like Cornelius did. The Bible tells us in Proverbs, the 22nd chapter, verse 1 through 4, it says a good name. A good name is rather to be chosen than riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. The rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And we can all learn a quick lesson from that about being prudent 
and about being simple. And so if you don't want to suffer the, the, the results, uh, listen, uh, the fourth verse says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. And so I believe uh, all of us uh, are conscious of our character and those around us uh, when we do whatever we do. But then the, what choice we make, you know, we don't have to act a certain way. We don't have to do certain things. You know, uh, if we're going to have a good name, then we have to work on that. Maybe the name was, maybe we tarnished our name. But thank God, because uh, the Bible tells us when we come to the light, walk in it. And, you know, that's the beauty of God. That's the greatness of God is that people will look and say, you know, I remember when. But today I see a difference, you know, and that glory belongs to God. And so we don't know the characteristics of Cornelius um, as a centurion. Uh, we don't know how he was raised. We don't know anything about him except the fact that as of this moment, that the Bible said he is a just man and he fears God and he's credible. And so the Bible tells us, then called he them in and lodged with them. Peter told the man that came looking for him to come up and to come into the house. And on the morrow, Peter uh, went with them. And certain brethren from Joppa also accompanied him. So Peter didn't go alone. But there were witnesses that accompanied him. You know, it's great to have those that will go with you. You're going out to do a work for the Lord. You're going to minister or something. It's good to have someone to go with you. Uh, and, uh, you know, and not only that, but if you're just going out, uh, period, it, it's good to, to go, you know, not sometime you might want to be by yourself, but and rest and have some mental relaxation. But there are times that you go and you have fun with others. And so they accompanied Joppa. Uh, they accompanied Peter to Joppa. And so Peter uh, showed the men hospitality, and the next day they went on to Caesarea. The Bible says that uh, the morrow that after uh, they had entered into Caesarea, that Cornelius waited for them. This man was waiting, anticipating. And he had called together his kinsmen and near friends and, you know, uh, I, I mean, uh, in the meantime, this man was waiting. This man was, he was looking forward. If you've had a dream, if you've had a vision that God has shown you something, you know, and you know in your heart that it is from God, you should be anticipating. Now, sometimes we have dreams, sometimes we have visions, God shows us things, and it's not something that's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> it's it's going to happen, but it's going to, it's not going to happen immediately. When God showed it, it was set for a time. And we see that throughout the scripture that uh, the Lord showed visions, showed dreams, and they didn't happen in that individual's day and time. But there are things that God has shown you. Uh, there are things that we just have to wait on and be excited. And I believe that the more excitement that we show and, and that we embrace God and what he is saying, it makes the difference. It, next thing you know, the time has flown by, a, a month has gone by, maybe a couple of years have gone by, and you're seeing the manifestation and you remember that, wow, I had a dream about that. I saw that. I've been here before. You know, uh, man, I, I'm experiencing, I, I remember, and you're giving, and you begin to give God praise. And Cornelius waited for them. And while he waited, he began telling and sending a word to all his friends. He began telling his family and associates 
all of those that would listen and all of those that believed enough. You know, sometimes you're telling family and friends what God has done and they're looking at you crazy and they just not going with you. And, you know, a matter of fact, they might even run from you. But you hold on to your faith. You hold on to your hope. Uh, Peter said, save yourself from this untorn generation. You know, and as much as we want people to hear what we're saying, uh, we know that it is by choice. We know it's by choice. And certainly we appreciate the goodness of God because the goodness of God leads us all to repentance. I believe the gospel, the good news began to drive Cornelius and the vision that he had, the prayers that had gone up and knowing that God is exciting to know that God has heard your prayer. And the word of God from the messenger had Cornelius, his family, his friends and associates in ready mode. They were in ready mode. Are, are you in ready mode? Are you in ready mode? And so uh, uh, we used to sing a song, Jesus got a blessing for you. And you can have it. Just reach up and grab it. Jesus got a blessing for you. And so when you believe that, you begin to rejoice in that. And you begin to live by that. And, you know, no matter what it may look like, uh, the Bible tells us faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you got to keep the word of God. You got to keep hearing it. You got to keep listening, you know, and build your faith. That's how faith is built. All of us can mirror Cornelius. All of us can look at this man and say, wow, if he if he did that, if he changed his life, and began to follow the Lord, certainly I could do the same. He was he was a just man, which means he was righteous. Uh, he didn't believe in a false balance. He believed in being fair. And he was one that feared God, which meant he, he, was, he was concerned with being obedient unto God. And he had a good report, which meant he, he did things. You know, we can do things the right way. Doing things the right way is in your power. It's in my power. So many have lip service today and lip service the day before that, and lip service the day before that as well. They talk about God. Uh, they know the word of God. Uh, they even confess Christianity. But I don't think the people at Antioch that was teasing the saints, when they was teasing them when they called them Christians, uh, when they were teasing them, would agree with those that have lip service today. Their actions don't measure up to sainthood. You know, we can have knowledge of God. Anyone can have knowledge about God. Matter of fact, there are millions of people that have knowledge, they have intellectual knowledge about God. However, intellectual knowledge does not save you. It doesn't save you. That's just like talking about uh, what a person should do with $100,000 that they just inherited. Um, or the, you know, all the, the, the things and imagination that they have, uh, but they have never themselves had 100000 to do anything with it. Uh, matter of fact, if you gave it to them, they, they might spend it immediately. And, and so you really, really need to um, take action and proper actions in what you do. You need to measure up uh, to what you're saying. And the only way to do that is by following what God says. You have to, we have to put, we have to put it in practice. We can't just talk about it. You know, talk is cheap, yeah, but what we have to put it into practice. It's time out. 
you know, it's time out for foolishness. We need to build, you know, I was thinking uh, about our immune system. And, and so we need to build the immune system in our lives and in our children so that we can resist foolish behavior. You know, uh, we hear it often said now more so than ever to wash your hands. And certainly we need to wash our hearts. Uh, you know, that's why uh, the, the writer said, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in this sight. And so we need to wash our hearts. Uh, we need to take the urge to build a resistance against bad behavior. You know, if there was an herb to take, we need to take it. But it's really discipline and it's practicing every day, one day at a time. And to resist bad behavior and irrational thinking. Uh, social distance, you know, to talk about social distance. So we need to social distance ourselves um, and, and until we're properly prepared, you know, don't get next to somebody uh, that is full of foolish behavior. You don't want that to rub off on you. That's contagious too. And so uh, the Bible tells us uh, uh, evil communication corrupt good manners. And so you need to put on your, your fresh, you need to put on a fresh hazmat suit. And let me tell you, yes, all of us need to wear our spiritual hazmat suit. And you'll find it here in Galatians 6 and 1. It says, brothers, uh, sisters too, uh, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you see somebody overcome, you see them all diseased up in a fault, you with your spiritual, first thing, you that are spiritual, restore such a one. So the order and what it's about is restoring someone, not making them a public spectacle, but restoring them. In the spirit of meekness, see that hazmat suit, that spiritual hazmat suit is a suit of meekness and consideration, considering yourself also, at least you also be tempted. And so uh, that's what we have to put on. We have to put on God's hazmat suit. We have to put on our, what God wants us to be clothed in in order to help someone. Now, when we put on, when we put it on the right way, you know, we're not buttoning it up backwards or anything like that. When we put on what God wants us to wear and we put it on correctly, then we can operate correctly and not become contaminated ourselves. And the Bible says, as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. And Peter took him up saying, stand up, man, get up, man. No, don't do that. Uh, I myself also am a man. Now, Cornelius was humble. He was humbled at Peter's presence. Remember, Peter had a reputation. Peter had uh, had been uh, had been have dealt with the, uh, the the chief priests and others, and miracles have been performed. The man has been in jail uh, at his presence. Healing have taken place, and so Cornelius was humble at Peter's presence. However, Peter did not take God's glory because Peter know that like the chief priest and then they asked Peter, he said, by whose name did you do this? And he said, in the name of Jesus. It was in Jesus name. It wasn't in Peter's name. Peter's nobody. Peter said, I am just a man. And, you know, and so uh, I'm just uh, I'm just a man. You're just a woman. You're just a man. Every man, every woman that is attached to the gospel plow. Uh, know that we are just servants of the Lord. We're just here to do God's will. Uh, there's more to the, 
to that and the humility that accompanies the calling, uh, but we won't deal with that tonight. And so Peter told him, said, no, man, don't do that. You know, Peter realized that that will get you in trouble. That'll get you in trouble. And so uh, he, he helped him up and they began to talk. And they went in, when Peter went into the went into the house or the meeting place where they were gathering, there were many people that had come. There were many people that were there that wanted to hear the word of God. We should be as they are, wanting to hear the word of God. You know, I'm not interested in giving opinions. You know, God didn't call me to be, uh, to give opinions. He didn't cause me to be an inspirational speaker. Uh, you know, for corporations or anything like that, but he called us to preach the word of God. And so I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're supposed to be giving out. And the people that were there, they were anxious. They, they were hungry. They wanted to hear what God had to say. I want to hear what God has to say. I want to hear the undulterated truth. I want to hear the word of God and, you know, the word of God will encourage us. The word of God will make us strong. It will fortify. The word of God will save our soul. I'm not interested in hearing them. You're going to be blessed, you know, go to your mailbox, you know, and in seven days and now it's been 14 days and nothing is right. But listen, no, we're interested in hearing the word of God and what God has for us, which is much more than a check in the mail. Now, I'm not saying that a check in the mail is not needed. I'm not saying that uh, blessings aren't needed because that's all part of God's plan. I'm saying that our hope and our, our and the anticipation that we have, should uh, God should be center of that. It should be God-centric, not things, not people. I'm, I'm going to church because I want to meet somebody. No. I want to meet Jesus. I want to meet the Lord. Matter of fact, I might be, you might be asking for things and you might get the very thing that you're asking for and then realize that you want to put it back. You might get the very thing that you're asking for and today is Thursday. You received it on Thursday, but then God decided to call you home on Friday or call you home on Saturday and You've not built a relationship. There's no type of rapport. There's nothing that's been done to have like Cornelius, uh, where repentance and uh, justification and, and, and God honoring uh, this individual has even uh, come to pass in your life. You know, we need to help people be aware of that. We need to help them know you need a relationship with the Lord. You can get things, you can get everything else, but first and and you need to make sure that you fortify your relationship with the Lord. And so Peter began to acknowledge, the Bible said, he said unto them, you know how that it is unlawful. It's an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. You know, so many people need to hear that message today. At least those that say that I believe in God, uh, whether white, red, yellow, orange, brown, you know, uh, need to hear that, that whatever God, God has showed, showed Peter, showed this man that, that he should not call any man common or unclean. We should never look at another person and turn our nose down upon them. We should never walk past anyone, hold our head up 
you know, as if we don't see them. Peter acknowledged his personal upbringing because that was rooted in him. And so many things that we see today and see going on is because of stuff that is in people's heart and is coming out of their heart. And so um, it has impacted his life. However, God intervened and corrected Peter. Peter would not have gone to see Cornelius had it not been for the Lord on Cornelius' side. Cornelius needed the Lord. Peter needed the Lord. We need the Lord. And that's what makes the difference. Our relationship with God means crooked ways become straight. Corrections are made and the heart is changed. Now, it's interesting to note because God corrected Peter a number of times. And Peter was the considered the, the lead or chief uh, apostle. You know, Christ is the chief, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, when he was here, uh, Peter was the spokesperson. He was the one that was going forth. Um, and Paul, uh, Saul was made an apostle for the Gentiles. And, and so uh, Peter, well, God corrected Peter a number of times. He corrected him here uh, before he met Cornelius. And there were other places where God corrected him when he was wrong. Now, uh, that lets me know that when on the day of Pentecost, when Peter stood up, when they asked the question, they said, man and brethren, what must we do to be saved? And Peter stood up and he began to minister, telling them this was that spoken by the prophet Joel. And, you know, that in the last days, the Lord will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. But not only that, Peter told him, said, look, uh, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus. And there was no correction that was made. Now, we know that Jesus told them to go baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And he also let them know that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. And so that's what the apostles did. They understood that Father was a title. They understood Son was a title. They understood the Holy Ghost was. But listen, on the day of Pentecost, God corrected Peter all these times. And this time, Peter was not corrected because he got it right. He got it right from the beginning that whatever is done, the healing of the, the man that had been lame for 40 years was all done in Jesus' name. God co-signed the message of repentance. He co-signed the message of remission of sin. And, you know, and God will co-sign. He'll sign off on your commitment to him, just like he did Cornelius. Cornelius had been faithful to the Lord. Cornelius was giving uh, unto the Lord. Cornelius was uh, praying and seeking God and God co-signed. God signed off on him. And, and I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just using that particular term uh, that the Lord uh, uh, blessed him. Now, usually when there's an agreement between uh, two people, you know, you go to buy a car, uh, you're not the only person just signing it. Someone else is signing off on it too. You buy a home, someone else is signing off on it. You know, you make major purchases and understand that that usually an agreement between two people has uh, two signatures on it. <coughs> Excuse me. God, uh, signature is on our lives. The Bible said the whole family in heaven and earth is named after him. We have been sealed uh, with the seal of redemption, which is the Holy Ghost, until the day come that the Lord calls us home. And so when we consider those things and we look at what was going on, 
Peter went on and to minister unto them and Cornelius began to talk to uh, Peter about uh, four days ago. Uh, he was fasting until the hour and he began to reiterate to him what had happened. And immediately, therefore, he sent for Peter and uh, told Peter, look, you've done good to come. I'm glad that you're here. And now, therefore, we are all present. We're all present before God to hear all the things that have been commanded of God. All the things, whatever God has told you to come and to present to me, whatever God has said, I want to hear it. I want to hear, it. you know, when we go to church on Sundays, when we're in, when we're yet in our stay at home uh, uh, for some, uh, we are, um, if you, some have mandatory positions where they have to go into the office, uh, but we're social distancing and we believe that even in, in our services and, you know, and following the rules and regulations that have been established. But um, certainly when we gather together, or when, um, when we um, go to the microphone, uh, the designated mics that have been set out, and or when I'm uh, hearing someone else that is ministering, I want to hear what God has to say. I want to hear. That's why we came together. I want to hear what God has to say. Man, and you should be praying too when the minister gets up, and whether it's, whether it's me or anyone else, Lord, bless that person, bless that man, bless that woman to preach your word. Uh, bless them to give uh, their uh, their assignment is to minister your word to us. And Lord, we're, we're here. We didn't get out of our beds. We didn't put and change clothes. We didn't, uh, you know, wash our face and get ourselves together uh, to to come here and to hear some mess, to hear some gossip, you know, to hear about uh, anything. We want to hear the goodness of God. We want to hear what the Lord has to say, because the power the Bible said that it's through the foolishness of preaching that we're saved. It's by the power of God that makes the difference, you know. And so we want to hear the word of God. We don't want to hear anything else. Um, you know, if the minister's not preaching the word of God, if it's not the word of God, it doesn't deserve an amen. If it's not the word of God, it doesn't deserve a hand clap. If it's not the word of God. If it's not benefiting a soul, it has nothing to do with you. We need to keep it in his right perspective so that God is glorified. Let God be God. The Bible said that Jesus went into an area and he, would, he didn't do many works because of the unbelief of the people. He went into areas and there were people that asked him, they were not interested in hearing what he had to say. They were not interested in being impact. They was not interested, but I'm interested. And I know that you're interested as well in hearing what God has to say. And so with that being said, you know, we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord God, and what you have done, what you're going to do, Lord God, for our listeners, Lord, Lord Jesus. And we just pray and ask that you will continue to bless your people, Lord, whether they're laying down for the evening, Lord God, or, or getting up, or maybe they're in the middle of the day, that you would bless them in Jesus' name. 
Lord God, those that are out of the ark of safety, those that are seeking direction, Lord God, bless them, draw them into your house of prayer. And to, Lord God, you know what is needed. You know the type of ministry that is needed for each individual. Lord God, and I thank you because you have tailor-made someone for each of us, Lord God, to help minister to our souls. Lord God, to feed us your word. You said you'll give us pastors after our own hearts, Lord God, and I thank you for the for what you, you bless me, Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would continue to give me wisdom and knowledge how to bless your people, Lord God, and those that are listening, Lord God, Lord, continue to bless them, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, if you're out of the ark of safety, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, then that's something you want to do. There's nothing, nothing, listen, let me put it this way. Every place they went and as they ministered and people a chain, had change of hearts because of the gospel, they were baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. You don't find any other baptism. And when they were baptized under the baptism of repentance by John the Baptist, they were rebaptized. And so if you want your sins remitted, washed away, you want your garment made clean, uh, maybe you want to recommit your life, rededicate your life unto the Lord, then, you know, you, you need to do that. You need to do that. I, I want to encourage you to do that. You know, we do everything else. We put emphasis on everything. I want to emphasize the saving of your soul. Uh, I'm going to be at 474 East Dewarty uh, Road in the city of Monrovia on the 4th and if you want if you're locally in the southern california area and want to recommit yourselves you want to dedicate your lives unto the lord you want to be baptized uh, then i want to invite you to meet me there and i will baptize you uh, for the remission of your sins in jesus name and so we're coming to the end of a year the lord terry and we're going into another decade and we know what 2020 has been like we don't know what 2021 is going to be and so certainly uh, they, we used to say, take the Lord along with you everywhere you go, you know, because American Express encouraged that as a current promotion. But we don't want to forget that. We do need the Lord with us everywhere we go. And so with that being, uh, we thank God for you. Listen, the songs featured on, uh, on during this time are the respective property, uh, the songstress, uh, my daughter, Sharice, uh, Sister Henderson and the artists and their respective producers and so we want to remember that and certainly support gospel music you know look up the artists and uh, you know if you enjoyed the song that was played and support them you know this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona and I hope to see you soon I hope to see you here I hope to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord.